Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, wonderful ones. So this is my first hoovering recorded remotely and it's with the absolute joy bomb comedian and mastermind of the brilliant nightly co-video party over on social media. It's the awesome Alison Spittle. Thank you uh, for listening. Um, These are weird and unique times. Um, So thank you loads and loads um, at the moment um, because uh, apart from writing, this is the only part of my job that hasn't been put on indefinite hold. (laughs) So I'm especially uh, grateful to you for listening. Um, The upside of that is that I can channel a bit more love and focus into the podcast and make it as relevant and current as I possibly can, at least. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, There will always or uh, almost always be an emphasis on being funny and or an interesting uh, distraction. But equally, I am going to try and talk to some people in the know about eating during these mad and entirely new, fast-changing times. Um, The live shows are currently all off for now. Um, but I'm in a couple of series that are on um, TV. I'm in a thing called The Trouble with Maggie Cole with Dawn French. Um, That's on ITV Hub. Um, I'm in episodes two and four of that and I also pop up very briefly at the beginning of episode three in a really um, good series on iPlayer as well called Trigonometry. Um, uh, As usual um, at the moment, it's not usual, is it? Nothing's usual at the moment. Um, But I wanted to say um, thank you for listening and telling other people about the podcast. That really is the main thing. Still, if you've got time, uh, rate, review and subscribe. Give it five stars if you like it. Um, And um, but also if you've got spare money, I think the first thing you should do with it is give it to food banks and or spend it on food for someone who hasn't got access to it or other supplies they haven't got access to. If after that you've got spare money, uh, I am on Patreon. 
patron uh, and Patreon, sorry, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash The Hoovering Pod. And you'll see there um, where you can swap anything from as little as $2 a month um, up to megabucks if you have them for really cool podcast related content, exclusive content, and you'll get access to everything I've ever put up there, stuff like guest recipes and things like that. Uh, And it's that's going to keep not just the podcast, but me afloat over the coming months. Um, So let's get into this one. Obviously, uh, Alison and I are in our own homes and we're eating a a Heinz tinned tomato soup. It was her idea. And because we refer to it, I'm going to tell you exactly how she described that we had to have it. Um, We had to have it with white bread um, and cold butter that sort of scuffs the bread as you try and um, spread it onto that white bread. Um, Okay, here we go. This is Heinz tomato soup. I got actual Heinz one as well. Not like a supermarket owned brand. I got proper Heinz. No, I did too. I um, I also went because I was late calling you, and you were we were both late because we were heating up our mm. soups. But you need to heat up the soup um, in a uh, in a slow manner. You can't boil tomato soup; it destroys it, it because it'll separate. Mm, apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought, so I've not had this for years, but, um, oh mm. God, it's so nice, isn't it? I think because it's, it's really sweet and tangy. Oh, it's so nice. And also it does that really, like, it makes you feel like a kid again, having like all orange bits around the side of your mouth. Definitely. Uh, definitely. It's a very, I want you to just, the mouth you feel quite very specific about the, um, the bread we had to have with it. Yes, and and I've let myself down because there's no white bread in the shop. Oh no! <laughs> well, I don't know if my I managed to get some of that um, Kings Mill fifty fifty, so it looks like white bread. Yes, yeah. I um, I'm on I'm actually on Kings. No, I'm on a uh, own brand um, own brand Aldi brown bread, <laughs> and I've got the heel. I don't know what you what do you we call, call it this? The crust. This is the end of the bread. The crust. Call it the heel so, in Ireland. In Ireland we call it the heel, yeah. Love it. <laughs> so it's the it's the heel of this bread because um well because I don't know how long we're go- like I we're in a weird situation at the moment yeah. and we have to make do. I know. Um so I've toasted the bread because it was a bit old. Yeah. Um but it's really lovely. It's I'm really, really lovely. enjoying it. And in your um so in your dream situation it would be white bread and I loved mm. how you wrote it, you said and it the sort that um you'd like scuff your butter along like it would all you get scuffed to. with slightly overly cold butter it's like um do you ever see people make croissants mm. and they layer the butter and they come in like squares and globs Ooh. and um i like what i like to do with the bread sometimes the butter was too cold but i could i could maneuver the bread around the butter and then push the butter <laughs> in between the bread <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Just press, yeah. just press and squeeze the butter warm enough, sort of to spread. Yes, what a lovely. Like it's thought. a like it's a very unhealthy frube, like a bad frube. <laughs> it's not it. an unhealthy. It's not a bad frube. It's like a savoury frube. That's it. I'd love a savoury frube. Savoury too. Do you know what you've reminded me of? I had a housemate yeah. when I was a student, on a shared house, not like in halls. She. Her favourite thing was, it was a savoury fruit. I don't know how you'll feel about this. It's white bread mm-hmm. and then you put cream cheese all in it 
like ideally dairyly yeah. or like one of the quite like I don't know gloopy kids one yeah something like that laughing yeah. cow oh my god I missed that anyway um, <laughs> spread that on the bread and then roll the bread into a tube and then use the tube to like suck beet hot beans up from a bowl like a straw whoa yeah How's that made Whoa, you feel? I understand why you said Derry Lee. I feel apparently it's gone. Surely Philadelphia would do the job, but not for now. That's incredible. No, it's not sturdy enough, is it, Philadelphia? Do you um, do you ever use uh, food as like sucking implements? Because I do that with Kit Kats mm. and stuff. A nice Kit Kat chunky. Oh. Uh, cut off the two ends, put it into your tea. <gasps> it's amazing. That is. I've never done it like that. So sorry. Bite <sighs> off the chocolatey ends. Yes, but like one one corner each, so diagonal. You don't want the whole. You don't want to like be deep throating a Kit Kat. You need no. to give it a little. No, no thanks. <laughs> you need to give it a little kiss on the end. Just, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's taken us less than five minutes. <laughs> I've been inside a very long time. Oh. <laughs> Start talking about sucking off a Kit Kat chunky. Okay. <laughs> People are going to ask me, what did you do while you were in quarantine? I sucked off a lot of Kit Kats. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just makes it seem all the wronger that when you have a normal Kit Kats made out of fingers. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you bite off the corners and then, mm-hmm. and then what? You use it as like a tea straw. Yes. And it kind of... It's it's it actually feels you feel I feel like a god when I do it because you can feel the four chunky walls of chocolate yeah. and then you can you can almost feel the wafer collapse in itself in the middle you can you can feel how the water has destroyed the integrity oh. of the oh it's so good and sometimes if you suck it up too much right the chocolate will melt and you can feel it wobble in your hand you're like oh no and you just have to like slam it into your face you just have to get it full in yeah because <laughs> otherwise no you're just gonna have this awful puddle yeah quick, quick yeah yeah quick, you can't get, get in like when you're um i i don't know if you've ever been in charge of a very young child who's eating like a mr whippy ice cream but oh the yes jeopardy of trying to get them to l- to lick up the dripping sides before eating the the still the still frozen structurally integral middle they will not sensibly mm. like lick the bits that are melting fastest i think that's a sign of maturity when the child does kind of do it the right way isn't yeah, exactly. it that's when the loss of innocence happens yeah i suppose there's probably quite a lot of adults that still haven't <laughs> the loss of innocence <laughs> it's like an eating puberty <laughs> When you eat a, mm. when you eat a, an ice cream without wasting any, mm. but where I learnt about that, I used to have a television in my bedroom yeah. uh, when I was a child, yeah. and I used to watch Graham Norton every night when he was on Channel Four, mm. and I learnt about I learnt about a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> watching that. <laughs> Primary school, but I'd say about 11, okay. 11 to 13, mm. I'd say. Oh, it was prime. Like, I remember watching Brian Adams holding, 
I don't know if you describe it as a butt plug, but it's something <laughs> that treats <laughs> treats a human like a human Play-Doh masher, if you wow, get me. Wow, 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 yeah. So it was star-shaped. Um, sorry to be saying this about when we're eating our food. It's all right. But uh, I remember Natalie and Brulia came on and uh, Graham showed her a packet of Afghans, which is like an Afghan dog uh, um, mascot, a chocolate bar. So it was a chocolate bar with just uh, an Afghan dog. So it's Afghans, right? Yeah. And it's similar to a penguin. And she, she showed that trick about sucking out the, the tea. Uh... I'm sorry I mentioned, but I'm actually... Um, I'm actually blushing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see you. She's just saying that. Um, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of us that in with everything that's going on in the world that we've managed to have five minutes of chat about um, kind of sucking off confectionery before we even getting to the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> In, I know. I, know. I, I don't want to wang on about it, but I, I feel like I have to well, kind of address it. Um, of we course, because we're are you self-isolating each other. completely, um, or are you still heading out to the shops and stuff? No, yeah. I think the situation has changed today because my boyfriend woke up with a cough, and we don't like you know it's not like anything. Yeah. To he might not have anything, but I'm just like oh, right. okay. Uh, so my flatmate is very good. Cool. And she's gonna buy us some eggs, oh. but yeah, yeah, I've been kind of self isolating since, um, since Thursday when we got told all our all our jobs were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the email from the agents, but also in Ireland, um, not to be disparaging about the UK, but living here and kind of having a lot of my media intake from Ireland. Yes. Um, Ireland has been on lockdown, um, since a week ago, and people have. Uh, really taking it seriously and it's just it's just scary I don't know you get whatsapps of like oh the army are gonna come in I don't know I don't think that's actually gonna happen but it doesn't stop your heart go for a second until you logically think about it and go you shouldn't use your friend as a news source you you have to hold her hair when she puked into a toilet like you shouldn't be listening to her about (laughs) army advice yeah no totally and by your friend I assume you mean all social media the amount of stuff that does the round <laughs> and it's all just sort of frightening mm. but equally yeah well so it's tricky then isn't it I, I, I've only just thought the other day like there's only so much you can prepare but once you're in the bit where you're like right I'm not going out at all you will need mm-hmm. you know someone else nearby to get stuff like you know if mm. you haven't been hoarding food stockpiling food you will need like yeah. someone you know or a neighbour to pop and get milk and stuff. I don't know. Thank God for the internet. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm a food hoarder anyway, so it's been not handy, but <laughs> I feel justified. Ah, I didn't know you were a hoarder. Um, so, <laughs> but how are you feeling about eating during this? Do you feel like you're you've got I don't know enough in your house or stuff, or do you ever feel panicky about it? Or um, so I feel panicky when I buy food all the time anyway because I like to do recipes and I always feel like I'm missing out on something I always I always have this fear of missing out on ingredients and I'm like well I can't make that because I don't have that so that's my day ruined it's so annoying Um, I have exactly the same thing I wish I could be more chilled out about not having one thing on a list of ingredients me too me too and and it's like what was the thing (laughs) dill Mm. you know I was like oh we've no dill how do, how do I make a salmon meal? How do I, you know, <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. But 
uh, the things I have um, kept a stock of. So my boyfriend went to the convenience shop yesterday mm. and we bought, uh, he's bought white chocolate cocoa pops. I've never tried them before. I saw them today but, in a um, in an independent supermarket. I think they're like <laughs> the last thing left. <laughs> they are, that's it. <laughs> also, also, um, I got, I got a PR drop, my first ever PR drop or PR companies drop off stuff to you. Oh, wow. In case you might use it on social media. Oh, wow. But it's an Irish, it's an Irish crisp company called Tato. Yes. And they've given me a massive box of their St. Patrick's Day flavours. <laughs> so we have uh, beef stew and bacon and cabbage. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. I just expected them to feel like a bit more celebratory as flavours. <laughs> Ireland doesn't celebrate flavour. Ireland doesn't. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you now. <laughs> oh, God, it's too funny. Oh, well, that's exciting. My- I'd be excited about eating an entire box of those. Do you want to see how big it yeah. is? Look, I'll bring it down because it's actually massive. Um, right there. It's a bit heavy. You can hear me, can't you? You can. You can hear how heavy it is. But you can't see me. Yeah. Um, so this is the box, right? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's as tall as you. That's amazing. <laughs> And that's all yeah, just full of those two uh, flavours. Well, two fl- three flavours. There's a classic cheese and onion. Mm. There's less of them than there are of the two new flavours. Okay. But I'm telling you now, if um, if it gets worse and um, we're locked down for months, yeah. I'm still not going to eat bacon and cabbage flavoured crisps. You're not? Not a hope. I was going to ask I had a that. taste of it. I didn't I like it? Anything you've got in... That you, well, mm. conversely, is there anything that you're like genuinely excited about having that you know you're going to try and save till last? If that's how you work, it's how I work. Ooh. Or is there anything that you're like, oh, well, you've just said it actually, bacon and cabbage crisps <laughs> that you'd be like, you know, you know, if you're eating that and you're <laughs> scraping the fucking barrel. Absolutely, I'm very thankful to <laughs> for giving it to me. But no, um, what I'm, I tell you what, I've got some canned food over here. Yeah. I'll give you a tour. Yeah. What I have. Um, so, in Ireland, tinned food is not as big as... Because my dad is English oh, and my right. grandparents are English and I lived a bit of my life here when I was a kid. Okay. So, I feel like one of the big culture differences between Ireland and Britain mm. is um, British people are way more into canned food right. than Irish people. Okay. Um, so Irish people will eat like baked beans and tin tuna and maybe a soup. Yeah. But they will not eat any kind of tinned meat. That, that just freaks Irish people out about it. Well, that's interesting. British yeah, mm. I mean, to be fair, tinned meat is a pretty disgusting... Uh, our generation is uh-huh. generally quite freaked out by tinned meat. I think, but but that's, I find him. I think maybe just less of us. We maybe we were brought up with like, I don't know. Oh God, I don't know what the explanation is. It's all just conjecture. But I, the idea to me yeah. of like spam 
it's like, but equally, let's talk in a month because. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I'll be I'll be making spam fritters. Yeah. I have um, I have a tin back home in Ireland. When my great grandmother died, she um, she died about I'd say I was about twelve, mm. and I did her eulogy, which I'm proud oh. of. <laughs> um, but um, when she died, she left me all of her stuff from World War Two. So I got a gas mask, wow. I got a ration book, <gasps> and I got a, a tin of pork. That's been unopened. So I have... Isn't that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. That's under my mum's stairs. I'm keeping it. That's my only thing that I'm hoarding that I think will be worth money. Except that and, um, you know, Samantha Mumba. Yeah. She's... (laughs) (laughs) Curveball, Alice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't... She's under my stairs. From an 80-year-old can of pork to Samantha Mumba. Yes. So so she signed a picture for me when I was a kid as well, so I kept that because I was like, that's going to accrue value as well. Yeah. So I have that tin of pork and the Samantha Mumba uh, signed picture. The crucial question is, if it comes to it, what are you going to eat first? The signed picture of Samantha Mumba or the tin of pork? (laughs) (laughs) I'm... I really want to open it in my lifetime. Yeah. Is that strange? No. Especially as, at I some don't... point in terms of, oh, I don't know, at some point it's going to not be edible, is it? It's just going to be like an artefact, in which case you're like, yes. oh, it's scarier and scarier. It's a weird thing to own because the longer you own it or the longer it exists in the world, the scarier opening it gets. That's, that's genuinely, it feels like I'm edging. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But with a... With a with a with a with a tin of pork, and also, what do you have a tin of pork on? Because I like tinned beans. I could eat tinned beans, but you can't really have it on toast. No, what you can I have feel. a tin of pork on? Oh mm. God! Uh, uh, I should be able to think of something. I don't think I want a tin of pork on a mash, on a jacket potato. I, no. To be fair, I'm struggling to think of what you'd have it on because I'm struggling to think of how you would eat that. I think I've just had a, a look through my cupboards. My mum, you know, did that sort of helpful thing of going, how much have you got of everything then? You know, are you going to be all right? And you're like, wow. Yeah, all right. I'll have a look. I haven't really looked. Um, but I mean, I suppose it's very sensible to look, especially when you've got a kid. Um, so I had a look and I realised I've got four, maybe five bottles of Henderson's Relish, which is like vegetarian Worcestershire wow. sauce. Yeah. And um well, I know. Once it gets to the point where I've drunk all five bottles of that, then um, <laughs> that's when I really will be on <laughs> close to death. Yeah. <laughs> Once we're allowed out in the real world again, um, is there anything mm. in particular that you'll be like dashing to go and eat up, surrounded by other people, probably constantly kissing and cuddling, I imagine? Um, yes. In a restaurant. Last night I saw a um advertisement for a Toby Carvery. Now, I'm not I've never been to a Toby I Carvery. Haven't. I've never seen I've never even seen one before. I'm not sure it exists in the, in the real world. <laughs> but it was advertised to me and I just saw this Yorkshire pudding and gravy. Ooh. Um and it just yeah, and also I do this thing called co-video party where yeah. I host um a film each night on a at nine o'clock, and I get people to send in pictures of their snacks, 
And someone sent me a picture of a full roast dinner that their mum made. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I'm like, where where are you hiding out? Yeah. Where where is this place? Oh wow! So, yeah, that must be kind of I think, awesome, but also torture. I think seeing mm, seeing people's snacks. Um, <laughs> when it, it definitely full roast, and I have to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, there, gotta. That's so good. Because I was really hungry. Yeah, me too. That my suit was so lush. I'm going to, if I can yeah. find it again, get more of that. I think my kid's going to love it because I think it's quite sugary. I yeah, nice. I bought this about three years ago in a four pack. Nice. And I, I've only taken it out each time I've been really sad and felt like I wanted to eat like when I was a kid. Yeah. So they're like little grenades of nostalgia. Yeah. You just kind of open up. What a beautiful way of um, putting it, little grenade of nostalgia. Exactly, exactly what that is and was. I fucking wolfed mine. Mm. Like an absolute cunt, mm. I put some basil on it. But um, ah. uh, <laughs> I can't help being that middle class. No, I, it, it was going to no. go off. Well, do you know what? I'm going to put on some stuff cause, um, because it's a podcast and I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah, what have you got there? So this is a... This is called White Mouse Ryu. Ooh. And it's from Dublin and it's a peanut Ryu. It's got like. What's Ryu? Uh, I have no idea, but I. In our, in, when I lived in Dublin about two years ago, yeah. I tried this and um, this woman just makes it in batches and sometimes it runs out and you have to go around Dublin looking for it, but it's incredible. Nice. And it's a type of. So she, she's kind of mixed up Chinese. Korean and Japanese cooking. Cool. And made it into this type of thing. It's um, it's got peanuts in it and sesame and chili in a, in an oil, and it's very thick. I'll show you there. Oh, oh, it's oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a, what if for the listeners, Alison's accidentally flicked a bit yeah. out onto the sort of um, flat bit um, between your thumb and your fingers, um, and it looks like she's now. Drops on down a cleavage, and now I did. It is, and but when it was on your hand there, it looked like you were about to lick it like you would the salt before a shot of tequila. Before a shot of a lovely tomato before soup. A shot of Heinz tomato soup. <laughs> so, uh, oosh. Normally, I put this on eggs, but you can put it on it. I'm going to give it a go. Oh I want to be an adult and kind of snazz it up a oh, bit. I'm so I got three things. That's that gone. What a brilliant and interesting thing. How's it going? I can mm. imagine that going quite well with tomato, chilli and peanut and... It's lovely. Yeah, It kind of adds a bit of... um, um, It's savoury. It's very umami-ish mm. and also adds a bit of texture. Nice. So this feels like a smooth peanut butter almost, your tomato Whoa. soup. And this is adding a bit of crunch. It's properly good. Fit. Um, oh, now fit. I've got <laughs> Okay. Now I've got some chilli sauce. From Dublin as well, called Scarlet for your ma. Scarlet for your mouth. Okay, yeah. so, so it's like ma, includes... ma, like your mother. Oh, Scarlet for your ma. It's like a, it's like it a saying work, people say in Dublin. Accent. Scarlet for your no, ma. No, it's beautiful. Scarlet for your ma. For your ma, ma, ma. I'm stopping now. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm excited about how and the hot sauce goes down for you. I... Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> Mm. It's, it looks like mm. it's, it looks like you're just coping in a very cool way with actually quite a big flavour there. Yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, so this morning I do a thing where um, 
if I have a different breakfast to my kid, he'll eat his breakfast mm-hmm. and then kind of demand half of mine. And, um, no. Yeah, and I'm kind what? of fine with that because sharing's caring, but equally, sometimes I just want my fucking breakfast to myself. And this morning was one yes. of those times. And, um, and I, was, I was having um, uh, mushrooms and egg on a, a bit of bread. And so I slather it in hot sauce so that I, I, he can't share it. It's that terrible. But this morning he was so determined that he, um, that he insisted that he would like the hot sauce. And that was 20 minutes <laughs> of high drama. Yeah. That, that's amazing. It's that's... good that he's that adventurous, but equally, get off my breakfast. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so um, I feel like... Did, yeah, well, did you... Is there any particular... Did you just answer that or did I... Did I even ask yeah. it? Is there any particular restaurant that you're desperately going to dash Oh, to? a restaurant. Yeah, definitely a restaurant. Um, oh, my friend... You know, our friend, actually, Fern. Yes. Fern Brady. I love Fern um, Brady. Yeah, she's amazing. She brought me to this place in East London... Okay, she brought me to two places and I've forgotten both the names of them. Doesn't matter, you can just describe them. <laughs> One was like a, a Middle Eastern vegetarian restaurant and mm. their potato latkes were incredible. Okay. It was just, um, they were like, they were like hard shards. Do you know like your mum's best roast potatoes on her best day are like, you can you can take off the side. My mum's roast potatoes are amazing. Yeah. Um, they're really hard. They're almost like um, a boiled sweet. Ooh. The texture of them is proper hard. And um, so, yeah, I love... So, potato latkes from there. And, um, oh, this um, black truffle honey halloumi. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Fuck. Oh, it's incredible. Ah, oh, I know. Whoa. And, black uh, <laughs> truffle honey halloumi. Jesus, that does sound good. It was so... It was incredible. And then uh, the other place she brought me to was this amazing Chinese restaurant that does... Um, lamb skewers. Ooh. And it was special. That yeah. was special. Fern knows her stuff. She's places. been on this podcast and she's shown me my favourite places to eat in Catford as well. We both live in Catford and um, mm. she finds the most extraordinary places. She's, yeah, she's awesome. Awesome. What I love about going to dinner with her is she picks her food before she looks at the menu online and then yeah. has, you know, I'm a, a waffler, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to ask you some uh, some questions that have mm. got nothing to do with our current situation for mm-hmm. a bit of jollity. Absolutely. Um, do you think that there are any foods which are fundamentally designed to be eaten in a... Or shall I say particularly fast or slow? Or mm-hmm. in any particular way? You already said about Kit Kat Chunky, though. So that's... I tell you... Coca noodles, chicken flavor coca noodles. Ooh, um, they're incredible. <laughs> what are they? You can. Um, are they like the little like ramen noodles in a packet that you? They're the little ramen noodles that you can not only get in convenience shops like like corner shops, but I feel like they're a big mainstay right. of the corner shop world. And um, I had them when I was a kid, and it, when my mum used to go to work and I would come home from school, and she wouldn't be there, I'd go and make myself noodles. And I, or, or crispy pancakes, either or, but they're, I mean, oh, yeah, I've eaten crisp, crispy pancakes. Fenders crispy pancakes. Yes, yeah. no less. Me no too. No less. 
Yes. <laughs> I used to make myself fat when I was at home on my own as a little kid as well. How weird. Did you? Yeah. No. Well, did you have you a favourite flavour? I think my favourite flavour were like the mince ones. I was like They're a tiny little old man. <laughs> <laughs> Whose favourite is mince of anything? But oh, were. that's true. You've won the war in that situation, though, because Findus is gone. Yeah. And the only the only pancakes that survive are the, the mince ones. Yeah. Is so it? There's, mm. Okay, well, there we now, go. There must have been more of you than you think. Yeah. But with the with the noodles, when I'm eating them... Yeah. So you put it in for about four minutes, and I think the mouthfeel of a coca chicken noodle is just incredible. And when I got older, I used to, like, you know... I'd put bits of spring onion in it, bits mm. of um, bits of sweet corn. Oh. Did you ever... This is like veering slightly off and I'll go back, right? <laughs> but <laughs> when I was a kid, did you ever have McDonald's super noodles? They're like... Um, they're no. a dark blue pack. So the coca noodles are, I think for me, is the posher noodle. It's the noodle that right. you should be eating. And... Uh, <laughs> and McDonald's noodles are like the dirty bit on the side that you're like, oh, I can't, I can't resist you. <laughs> I'm going to have you. Um, <laughs> I just only ever had super noodles when I was a kid. But I got yeah, in the countryside and we didn't have any of the like, actually like imported proper brands of anything. We just had right. batches of super noodles. Uh, do you know what it is you've got the so in Ireland they're called McDonald's super noodles ah, but I think they're the same company the same thing I, right 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 yeah I don't know whether they thought like Bachelor sounded too Protestant or something for them <laughs> <that> they <were. laughs> maybe we'll never know we'll never, we'll never know. know but um, did you ever read the back of those packs so you'd take out your bouillon came in a little silver foil pack yeah that's a snazzy was... name for what that stuff is but yes yeah <laughs> I'm like Jay Rayner. Bouillon. Bouillon. But on the back, it would give you serving suggestions of how to have the noodles. Yeah. And once it said, why not enjoy a packet of Mac uh, or Bachelor Super Noodles on toast with cheese and torn ham across it? So I did it. What? It was lovely. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mmm, delicious. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you got any particular um, memories or opinions of, like, event eating by think by oh. which i mean like a birthday or a wedding perhaps that kind of thing or a holiday where the eating was what really sang out in terms of memory or it changed your opinion on something yes i have two to share yes. <laughs> uh, one is soup Ooh. so in ireland um in some funerals in ireland they they do like um, f- food in Ireland uh, doesn't have a great reputation, and I understand why. Like, uh, <laughs> I understand and cabbage, why. beef stew. But do you know what modern Irish people are really into, and they miss it? Uh, the Chinese restaurants in Ireland. I think with Chinese restaurants in a lot of countries, they change the menu to suit the palate of the people. Right. So, so the biggest the biggest innovation in Irish cuisine lately has been Chinese food. And, and it seems to be, I can't find it anywhere else, but I haven't looked that hard. I've looked here. <laughs> but we've this thing called a spice bag, Ooh. which is a, so you get it out of, um, and this spread, I, I mean, I was living in Dublin and I, I would go back home to the countryside to my mum and they still hadn't had a spice bag yet, but now it has come there. But ah. I could like witness the the spread of this food, which I felt like a historian of some sort, you know. Well, it kind of is. We're, we're doing a bit of food historianism. Yeah. So What's the spice, spice bag, bag? It's uh, chips and then crispy chicken. You can, now there's uh, there's two schools of thought. You can have a chicken ball. Do you, you have chicken balls here. Yeah, yeah. It's just Well, it's hefty. like a bit of chicken with some really thick dough, kind of deep Incredibly fried Incredibly thick. Yeah, really, if anything, too thick. And you get it with like a, it. a nuclear pink sweet and sour dip. I am genuinely that that is what I would get when I get out of here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so the spice bag is like uh, chips with bits of chicken, uh, cut up bits of onion and pepper that have been uh, quickly fried. Right. Um, and the chips, the chicken, and the vegetables are, I presume, fried together. I'm not sure, right. but they're put into a very very highly salted. A uh, spicy kind of powder, very a lot of MSG. It feels like um, whatever they put into it is Chinese food, like like um, Western Chinese food flavorings in a stock cube. It's just very strong. Right. Wow! You know? I couldn't eat a whole one. Like I yeah. would have to buy it as a sharing nostalgia thing right. with other people. When did you know? they first crop up then? I'd say about 10 Oh, years. shit, hang on. Oh, no, sorry. I, I suddenly thought my battery had gone, oh, my God, I'm doing nothing for feminism. I thought my battery had gone <laughs> because I couldn't see the bar moving on my microphone. Um, but, Alison, I just, it's just because I wasn't talking. Oh, that's... <laughs> that, I did that with podcast too. That's the, that's the podcast curse. You know, oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> 
So Sorry. I'd s- yeah, roughly. Was that when you were like a kid or a teenager or an adult? Is that quite recent? I'd say an adult. Adult. Right. So okay. probably even less than 10 years ago. And they have like colouring books now with Spice Bag on it. And it's <gasps> very uh, it's very in the uh, pop culture of Ireland is Spice Bag. That is fascinating. But, well, I just love hearing about anything to eat that I've never, ever heard of. Yeah. And yeah. maybe might not have done if we hadn't had this chat. I know, I know. Like, there's even a queer cabaret night called Spice Bag. That's how. Whoa! Like, yeah. What a great <laughs> name for a queer cabaret night. I know, I oh, know. I it's love the that. One. And then um, what was the second one? So the second one is, um, oh yeah, so um, uh, soup. I was going on, uh, in Ireland, the funeral food culture is quite high. So if someone dies, the community gets together a lot. Your neighbours come in, you've no choice in the matter. They're all in on top of you. And it's like with a lasagna or with a big pot of uh, curry um, or, um, you know, um, loads of sandwiches, uh, gallons of tea. And um, <laughs> a, a big thing in some parts of Ireland, and not all parts, is um, soup. Like, and this is, this is really fake... Uh, not homemade powdered soup right. um, that's gloopy and thick and full of corn flour I feel um, like, um, like a a sort of scaled up cup of soup yeah d- I, yes and I don't think you have this uh, a lot in the UK but in Ireland I've, uh, when I grew up we would get our soup in a in a scaled up cup of soup so it would be a big one that you could buy for a quid and ah. it would make two litres of soup and oh, wow. there'd be dehydrated vegetables in it and like, you know, it was it was really good. And canned right. soup wouldn't really be our thing. And um but I remember I went to my Debs, which is the equivalent of your graduation. Right. And uh we were all we all had to eat food. It was legally required that in Ireland as well there was a legal requirement for nightclubs to serve food. Um I in like order to that. get their license. Yeah. Because they wouldn't give you a bit less sort of hammered, basically. Yes, I think that was a side... I think that was a... Yeah, yeah. But so still in some nightclubs, I mean, maybe about four, I have seen little um, little food segments in a, in a big nightclub. Wow. You know, where you can get a curry. And it's normally like a curry and a rice and a chip. Just really... <gasps> but who in um, the middle of there, like, big sweaty dancing? It's just going to... It just feels like a weird thing to stop for. I can understand if it was, like, something that you held... Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? A wrap or uh, <laughs> a Cornish pasty. Yeah. Like a fucking pasty. Like a clutch. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> pasty. But not I to think... stop for a sit down, big wet curry. No, I think the Cornish pasty is like the equivalent of the clutch bag. Like, <laughs> yes. as, uh, as food. <laughs> you know, a big it's curry just, is. It's just a crumbly, a clutch bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like a curry would be like a massive rucksack that's hindering people. You'd be like, what is this? You know? <laughs> it's um, literally the worst. Not only can you not eat it on the move, it, it, it's sort of quite sort of like, I don't know, it, the spiciness of it might mean you're going to be have quite an unnightclubby time in the toilets. Yeah, yeah. It does, it's not the sort of, I don't know if it's the sort of meal that you have when you're about to try and feel sexy. Yeah, so, so it's like, it was super common in Ireland about 30 years ago for that. I mean, it's it's a yeah. it's an absolute novelty if you see it now. Right. But, you know, about 30 years ago, it was a, it was a big thing. And also, so, so soup, for me, has always been about events. 
So right. it's always a starter at a wedding. Uh, if there's a five course dinner, then you'll get a soup or a funeral or anything. And it, I'm even in this like little WhatsApp group that this uh, lady Fiona uh, hides set up called Soup Group. Cool. Or Soup Share. And we just take pictures of soups. I should have taken a picture of my soup that I had with you and then to go like podcast soup. But, yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you've got a picture uh, of it. You sent me a picture of it. I do. I do. I'm going to send it to them now. That's yeah. what I'll do. So, that's a yes. lovely thing. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> that's probably, I think that might be the most um, glorious answer I've ever had to that question. I loved it. Um, <laughs> have you ever used food f- for something other than food? And I know it sounds like a sexy question, but it, I could also mean like as a weapon or as part of a prank. That's a great, um, that's a great question. I'm sure Thanks. I, oh, um, when I was a kid, uh, and you're going to have to help me with the British equivalent of this, because sure. I know they exist, right? Um, you have Mr. Freeze's here. It's like a, a long... Frozen icicle stick that you like. Is that what you would call it? Yes. We had, I think they were called Mr. Freezers as well, but there are so many brands. And you can still right. get them in like newsagents and stuff in the summer in London. <sighs> Incredible. So when I was a kid, they were about 10, 10p, 10 cent. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, you used to be able to get, I know this is such a like cliche thing, when I was a kid, you could get uh, a bottle of Coke, uh, a Mr. Freeze and a Taz bar. And a packet of Meanies, which is a cheap, uh, a cheap pickled onion flavor corn snack in Ireland, Whoa, and they're amazing. Yes. Oh, they're so good. But you could get that for uh, a euro or a pound. All of that, and and like survive on it. Yeah. It was like ten p for a Mister Freeze. But me and my friends used to walk home from school. If it was the summertime, I'd have a Mister Freeze in my mouth, and before I would open it with my teeth. I would get the Mr. Freeze and I would slap it across their knee and it would really hurt. (laughs) (laughs) That's brutal. I thought it was going to be something that gave someone a chill, but no, it's just just bare-faced violence from you. Yes! You just really really hurt them with a a rock-hard baton. But, I mean, I used to hurt my... You know, if you sucked on that too hard and the, the, the edges were a bit sharp, you'd destroy your mouth. So yeah. I felt the pain. I, I turned it on myself as well. Yeah. It's so funny, actually, that a lot of those things that you've just said you could got, get with your collective quid, which was exactly yeah. the sort of thing I'd be spending a quid on when I was a kid as well. They all Value. Um, challenge, or not challenge, they all actually show even as kids how kind of into the um delicate pleasure pain balance of eating like the joy yeah. of eating can be like because well how cold the uh, the free the ice freeze thing is that's quite an interesting mm. there's it's a mixture of pleasure but there's definitely some the potential for pain even in eating it um i don't know if it's saying we had a thing called i think space raiders but we also had yes. other equivalent like like crit like crisps, but they were corn balls, but they were really strong flavours. And the pickled onion ones would kind of burn your mouth. I mean, that's what was great about yes. them. They were so powerful. Um, and I don't know what a Taz bar is, but we would have... Um, um, I think they're like a Freddo. They're like a caramel ah, Freddo. Ah, okay. I thought it was maybe like... Um, like a Dan a, bar. Yeah, a chewy bar I was thinking of. So we mm. had um, refreshers um, bars, which I think still exist, but also... Um, Iron Brew Bars, which had a sweet side and a tangy side, and the tangy side would 
fuck you up. <laughs> but like oh, in wow. a way that was joyful. Why? I, I think, you know, as an adult, you go, oh, yeah, spicy things hurt a bit, but I like it. Or food that sort of wakes you up. But actually, I think we were eating stuff that was quite challenging palate wise. Definitely. It, it kids, weren't we? I wonder if people, I think people still are. I think there's big flavours in, in, um, in snacks for kids. Fascinating. Mm, yum in my tongue. So, you know when people go, oh, there's a special place in hell for so-and-so, like currently I might say, oh, there's a special place in hell for anyone who stockpiled all the cow pole. Well, (laughs) a special place in hell has opened up and people keep falling in it and it's the last thing we need at the moment. Luckily, it's agreed to close up its stupid self, um, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Alison, lay a brick wall that goes (laughs) all the way up to the sky all by yourself, but you've only got a day to do it. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're amazing. You're a hero. You saved all of humanity um, from the special place in hell. Um, But obviously, you're absolutely wazzerked. uh, you've got a chance to sort of calm down and get changed and have a shower and stuff. but um, And your reward in reality is sort of going down in history as the people that saved us from the special place in hell. But your Incredible. reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. <gasps> Nothing has to be possible. I certainly don't give a fuck if anything is ethical or healthy. I don't care. Nothing has any consequences. Mm. It doesn't even need to be possible. None of your answers do. And I always ask, what would you eat? What would you drink? And I, and I always ask if there's a who, with and where, then who, with and where. But talking to you when we're both in isolation, the who, with and yes. there feels that the, tang, the tangiest it's <laughs> ever been. But nobody has to be, these things don't have to be real or available. I just want to know in your dream situation. And you don't have to pick one thing or one person or one place so take your okay. time so it would be my mum's roast potatoes yes as a really side hard ones yeah they're incredible um i would have those lamb skewers as another side <laughs> yes um i would have uh um oh okay i would have a pasta cream bean dream Ooh. from about 20 years ago which is um my mum used to make it. It's an Ainsley Harriet dish from his uh, recipe book called Meals and Minutes, which I still have and yes. use to this day. And it's yes. like made out of cram fresh, uh, ch- uh, vegetable stock cube, uh, little is it gem lettuce and uh, green beans and pasta wow. and bacon, and it's beautiful. It's so so good. My mouth is like straight away. Hey. So I have that. Yeah, and what would I have? Uh, I don't care about dessert that much. Maybe. There's a bar of uh, salted pretzel chocolate bar you can get out of Aldi because uh, nice. at the moment I'm stockpiling them. Nice. Stockpiling. <laughs> well, <laughs> I bought four. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. Um, yeah, I'd have that. And then uh, where would I have it? I would have it... Um, I'd have it uh, at my... I'd have it at my mum's. God, this is so domestic and silly. But yeah, I'd have it at my mum's and I'd have it with my mum. That's what I would oh. do. Because oh. I miss my mum. I miss I my mum. And I don't know, like, well. when are we going to be... I, I don't want to give her the virus. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't know what I to know. do. So yeah, very mum's day today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this yes, is temporary. It's temporary, but I think... No, yeah, I know. I'd be doing that. I'm, I'm, the same, I'm in the same boat. 
And yeah, I miss my mum too. So that's a good shout to pick your mum. That's a lovely shout. Nice one. Um, so thank you so much for doing this. No, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. What a superstar lightning bolt of cheerfulness that Alison Spittle is. Follow the shit out of her on social media, please. And I implore you to get involved with her nightly co-video parties um, at 9pm every night. An ever increasing lovely group of people um, all watch the same film at the same time. Um, it's all on her Twitter. Um, it's at Alison Spittle. Uh, also, dressing up is optional. There's a theme and there's a hashtag to communicate throughout the film on Twitter and then after the film every Every night, Alison does a live Q&A on Instagram. Live, on Instagram Live, obviously. Um, if you've got any spare dosh, you could buy Alison a coffee. Um, go to ko-fi.com forward slash Alison Spittle. Or as ever, there's a link in my podcast notes to all these things on the Acast page for this episode. As I said, live work and live hooverings are all off at the moment until everything is back to normal. Um, but I'm in a couple of series on TV. The Trouble with Maggie Cole on ITV. Uh, very funny, fun, gritty um, uh, series that's also on actual ITV at nine o'clock on Wednesday nights, but you might need to catch up. I'm also very, very briefly in a, a series on iPlayer drama called Trigonometry, um, and I'm keeping relatively noisy on the old socials. So follow them if you don't already at the Hoovering Pod, or um, much more often as myself at Jessica Foster Q. If you want to send me anything longer than a tweet, you can email me via my website jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.